It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning. On AM Live. It's a 10 minutes past 8. Welcome to the third hour of uh, AM Live. And this is the Forum at 8. We welcome your calls 0891 104 208. SMS now 34701 at AM Live on SFM. To be nice to hear from ordinary Zimbabweans who are here in South Africa. And of course, if you're in Zimbabwe, catching us on uh, the internet there, uh, to be nice also to hear from you. Uh, as uh, the, the top story really that uh, we're looking at today, a social movement in Zimbabwe has called on a total shutdown of uh, services in that country today. Civil servants, civil servants uh, unions, as well as uh, doctors and uh, all workers in the health sector have resolved to go on an indefinite strike. This after government failed to pay them their June salaries because of lack of funds in that country. Zimbabwe has also seen cross-border traders protesting against the country's decision to limit the import of South African goods. On the forum at 8 today, we ask, have Zimbabweans finally had enough? That's what we're asking you today. Do you think, in your view, Zimbabweans have heard enough right now, finally? Please get in touch with us, uh, 891 We'll be taking your calls shortly, 34701 at AM Live on uh, SAFM. And uh, we have on the line confirmed is uh, our reporter uh, in uh, Harare, the capital city of Zimbabwe, Shingai Nyoga, is on the line. Good morning to you, Shingai. Good morning to you, and uh, we're hoping to be joined also by uh, Pastor Evans uh, Mwarire, who's an activist and who's launched a media uh, campaign called This Flag to protest uh, alleged government failures and uh, uh, asserting the meaning of uh, the national emblem. We'll be joined by him shortly. But, uh, Shingai, let's, let's start with you right now. Uh, a call for a total shutdown today. President Robert Mugabe ordering... Uh, citizens to go about their normal business. This has tensions, of course, uh, arising ahead of uh, calls for a national shutdown. What is the situation like today in Zimbabwe? This morning, um, the reports that we're getting are that um, many of the people have heeded uh, this call for a shutdown. Um, I think with some people, it's out of fear uh, because there had been threats, uh, anonymous threats, put out on social media that anyone who didn't stay home, anyone who um, opened their, their, their businesses today, uh, those property, their properties would be destroyed, um, they'd be followed home, and, and that they would come to some harm. Um, so they really, I, I'm not sure whether the, the shutdown or the response to the shutdown is as a result of fear or whether people actually um, are supporting this idea to shut down um, the country. So really what we've seen on the streets are, are people who wanted to go to work are stranded. Some of the people that use uh, public uh, commuter omnibuses, because many of the omnibuses um, are, are not um, are not moving around the streets. Um, there's a huge uh, public uh, police presence on the streets um, in the various townships, and uh, police have warned that anyone burning tires, um, anyone trying to obstruct the roads, and anyone trying to stop people from going to work will be arrested, uh, as well as people carrying stones in their cars or people buying or selling catapults. So really, there's a lot of tension um, on the streets this morning. We've also heard reports that uh, several tires were burnt in one particular area in Warren Park, uh, but that the people dispersed and the police have been deployed. Uh, but, but really, it, it appears as if uh, the country will be very quiet uh, today as many people stay home. Who are making those threats that those who 
uh, who are open for business today really will be will be in trouble, will be followed home, will be harmed. Is there any particular grouping that has claimed responsibility for those uh, threats? Absolutely not. And that's, that's the issue with social media is that uh, messages are circulated, but nobody really knows where they originated. Uh, but what the Republic and some other Republic police are saying is that um, they know who some of these, these instigators are um, and, and that they're watching them closely. Um, but really at this stage, no one seems to know where these messages are coming from. And in fact, whether they are real threats or whether it's, these are just threats on social media. When you have protests like these before in Zimbabwe, you'd have police uh, being unleashed. Is that the case right now? Have they been paid? Are they also part of uh, uh, the civil servant unions also that are saying that, uh, you know, there must be a a complete shutdown? Or they will be saying, no, we have been instructed, uh, you know, to to, to deal with you if you interrupt uh, the smooth operations in, in Zimbabwe? It's a very interesting question, and those are some of the issues that were being grappled with um, with Monday's protests uh, by minibus drivers, is that the, the minibus drivers were saying to the police, but you're standing here, and we're here demonstrating not just because of the issues that we have about police harassment, uh, but because of the, the decline and the worsening um, economy and the fact that you're beating us up here, despite the fact that you haven't been paid or that your salary has come late. Um, but the police are not um, participating in this stay away. In fact, the government believes that the civil service strike is illegal. Uh, what it's saying is that uh, teachers, uh, health workers, as well as the rest of the civil service should report to work um, that the negotiations over the, um, the concerns over late payments haven't been exhausted. And so really there appears to be, um, it appears that there'll be some kind of recourse um, against these public servants who don't report to work because government regards the strike as illegal. All right, before I let you go, Shungai, I know you have to go, but, uh, you know, uh, one Lumumba, William Matumanje, there, he, he's a former ruling party activist. He's, he's turned on Mugabe. He's uh, used, uh, you know, obscenity to denigrate Mugabe while launching his party. Uh, you know, movements like those, you know, by individuals or by, by, by a group of people really will reside in people being sent to jail. What is the status on, on, on that? Are, are, are people warming up to his... Uh, approach, perhaps? Well, I think it was a lot of shock <laughs> at, at when he uttered those those words at the um, press conference. It was really unexpected. Um, he's been on social media uh, posting videos uh, criticizing the ruling party that, as you mentioned, he was he was a member of. Uh, but there was, I think, people were a little bit taken aback um, by his choice of words. Uh, but the, the general criticism that he has is the criticism that uh, many Zimbabweans have about the government. Um, about its, its its policies, and so clearly there's there's a lot of resonance. There's a lot of resonance um, among the youth uh, to some of the issues uh, that he's raising. Thank you very much uh, to our correspondent in Harare, Shingai Nyoga. Uh, she has to leave. But the lines are open right now, 0891-104-208. We start with um, Tutuzeli in uh, Mount Elif in the Eastern Cape. Morning, Tutuzeli. Go ahead. Morning. Morning. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, you, you know what? I think I'm, 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 I'm happy that people of Zimbabwe they are starting to to challenge the status quo because you see the challenge that we are having in Africa is that our leaders they want to lead as long as they still 
circulating on their veins. And the challenge is that uh, no one is willing to challenge them, uh, like other leaders, like uh, other African leaders, to say to them, you know what, I think you need to step down. And, and, and I don't agree with this thing of vandalizing when you are not happy or you, are not, you do not agree about something. The best way is to sit at home not doing nothing, uh, to do nothing, and just to, 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 to make the government understand that you are angry about what they are doing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm Tutuzeli in Mount Alif. Yanish in Cape Town. Morning. Hey, good morning to you. Thank you for taking my call. We have to create solidarity with Zimbabwean people. You know, they suffer too much, and we can see this every day on our streets when people stand on the street and asking for the jobs. Many of them are Zimbabwean. Many of them find the jobs. So if the situation will improve in Zimbabwe, most of the people will go back and uh, an employment is going to be improved. So we have to ask... I would like to ask all the political people, political organizations, NGOs, stand up, show solidarity with us. They need it. They are alone there. They are fighting with the criminals. They are fighting with the police. We have to show the solidarity and stand together against the oppression of Mugabe. Thank you very much. Anish, thank you very much in Cape Town. The following political advert has been paid for by the political party concerned. The views expressed in this advertisement are those of the political party and not those of the SABC. Hey, people love talking. Going around saying the government is not doing this and that. We used to suffer under the power of the old government. What do they know about getting wood from the field before you go to school so you can start a fire to boil water so you can bath? What do they know about our kids studying in the dark to better their futures using nothing but candles? What do they know about using imbaula inside the house to cook and to warm up our homes? Hey, we've come a long way. Having electricity in my house has changed my life. My name is Tembin Duli. This is my world and this is my story. Tembi is from one of the 86% of South African households that now have access to electricity, which was provided by the ANC's government program to increase access to electricity for all. To the remaining few, Sieza Nagini. This is how the ANC is advancing people's power in every community. Vote ANC. Local government is in your hands. The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. At 20 minutes past 8, we're taking our calls right now on 0891104208 and we're discussing Zimbabwe today and uh, there have been protests there and uh, really Zimbabweans are raising the spotlight on uh, increasing economic hardship and uh, uh, allegations of mismanagement by the government of uh, President Robert Mugabe, among other things, of course, and uh, the issue of a ban on uh, imports from South Africa into Mozambique. You saw what, it's Zimbabwe actually, you saw what happened at the Bay Bay Bridge as well, burning literally on the side of uh, uh, Zimbabwe there, disturbing really trade in in, in SADC because many other countries here uh, rely on uh, the movement, free movement of goods and services and people through the Bay Bridge and we heard uh, South Africa also weighing in on that, uh, saying that uh, we must uh, really clear uh, that uh, bridge. We go to David now in uh, Fandel Bay Park. Good morning to you, David. Morning, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. No, I'm good, man. I, it's all about Zimbabwe, you know. Oh, lovely. It's nice to hear from you. Yeah. W- w- yes. w- how long have you been here? Because I want us to go back to the early 2000s when, when we saw really, uh, you know, the, 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 the beginning of the decline in, in, in economic activities there. 
Yes, I came here, it was around 2008. Mm. But in 2000, I was in Zimbabwe, really. Uh, things are not good there. Mm. And uh, you know, to hear a minister saying we impound a bus, imagine a bus carrying 65 passengers. And now these passengers, I think each passenger cannot carry more than 200 kg of luggage. To say if somebody crossed the border with that, he, the bus would be impounded. Really, it's very strange. How does you expect ordinary civilians, civilians to, to, to leave? Hmm. Yeah, really, Zimbabwe, I think it's time, it's time to stand up now. Mm. All Zimbabweans, whether, because right now in civil servants, yes, of course, they were getting some salaries, but $300, $400 is nothing. Oh. To say that the government is broke, that they cannot pay, they pay $100, rand, $100 a, a, a month, <laughs> it is not serious. Okay. Why don't they resign if they fail? We got you. David in Funnel Bay Park, thank you very much. Anonymous in Ferenekhan, good morning. Hello, sir. Hi. Yeah, I just want to urge uh, fellow Zimbabweans that uh, it's high time we stand up for this dictatorship. We should, we should be prepared to die for our country because we have suffered enough. Uh, already we are scattered all over the world and some of our families, we will never meet with some of our family members in future. Uh, some of our relatives have died. It's just uh, pathetic and this Mugabe should be stopped now and we should be sacrificed to die for this country. All right, Anonymous in Ferenekeng, thank you very much for that call. Let's go to Eddie in Cape Town. Go ahead, Eddie. Hi, Mongi. How Hi, are you? Eddie. Hi. Uh, I, I, I hope Sakina is sick. He's not, she's not suspended, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a Eid Mubarak today, so uh, okay. uh, she's having a good okay, time at that, home. That, that allays my <laughs> Um, Eddie, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, um, look, um, uh, Bongi, this is a very burning topic. You know, at the end of the day, the question is, my question has always been, um, when do Zimbabweans get to a stage where they say enough is enough? Because they, they, the Zimbabwean economy doesn't exist. And, and to, to, to listen to um, uh, Mugabe talking sometimes, or his ministers, you think, um, they're not even from Mars because we normally visit Mars. Maybe someone would have told them what's happening down here. So I, I just don't know. And then the second thing, Bongi, you know my grandfather at 81 mm. sometimes forgets where his smoking pipe is. Now you have a 92 senile old man uh, purportedly running a country. I mean, who's really running that country? I would like to hear from... Um, people that are very closely related um, um, to the situation there to tell us who really is running that country because I refuse to believe that um, a 92-year-old guy who forgets his speeches is still running that place. All right, uh, Eddie, uh, thank you very much for that call. But also we must we must remember that, you know, Western countries some two decades ago blocked uh, finance for Zimbabwe in a form of uh, loans. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, it was uh, targeted sanctions, and then it became a, a countrywide sanction. So, uh, so so those are other contributing factors. I think as we try to navigate this, uh, this uh, very delicate topic, we need to reflect on that also, the role of uh, the Western countries in uh, blocking 
uh, finance uh, to, to, to Zimbabwe. I know that uh, the UK right now is unlocking that. Uh, I think it will be this month or, or, or roundabout now. But uh, we go to Binoni, another anonymous, uh, a lot of anonymous uh, anonymouses today. Uh, Binoni, good morning. Good morning, Bongi. How are you? I'm good, sir. Go ahead. Yes. You know what? The problem with the African leaders, they don't tell the truth. They hold on to power until they die. You know, these problems, if it wasn't for the former president of South Africa, Chabombeg, our problem could have been solved. Chabombeg protected Mugabe and lied to the international community saying things are normal in Zimbabwe. Why is they are not normal? Look, right now they are still not normal. So ten years down the line, after you say it, it's normal, mm. it's coming right now to get to him. I hope one day you will find a, a day to go and apologize to Zimbabwe and say, "No, I thought things were normal, but I lied to you." Mm. But but uh, if if you kind of like understood what uh, former President Tabombegi said that uh, you know he, he couldn't act on Zimbabwe because uh, Britain and uh, and the US were agitating for regime change and they were very clear about that so they wanted South Africa to be party to that and he was very clear that he was not going to allow South Africa to be party to that these are our neighbors we've got uh, instruments like a SADC for instance we've got instruments like the African Union uh, perhaps we need to find out what are they doing about the the, the situation situation in Zimbabwe. 0891-104-208, that's the number to call, 0891-104-208. Uh, the latest situation in Zimbabwe, what do you read into that? Of course, uh, uh, Bait Bridge also burning. This is a Zimbabwean, uh, uh, Zimbabwean government deciding to ban a wide range of uh, imports, especially uh, from uh, South Africa. All right, uh, 0891-104-208, that's uh, the number to call uh, if uh, you have uh, uh, any contribution to me. We have another anonymous in Germany. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Pepe. How are you? I'm good, sir. Go ahead. Fine, thank you. Uh, we have a problem here. You see, uh, Zimbabwe is, is crumbling down and uh, organizations like the SADC is looking on doing nothing. African Union is looking on doing nothing. United Nations is looking on doing nothing. Mm. We are left as civilians to try our level best to do something, but do you really think we'll be able to do something yet Organizations like the SADC are just looking on and doing nothing. You see, that is the problem that we have here. Very people that are people that are supposed to do something, they are not doing anything. They sit on the table, drinking coffee and eating with that man on the same table, doing nothing. What do you expect us to do? Oh eight nine one one zero four two eight Tawanda in Kempton Park. It would be nice, really, to hear from uh, uh, from ordinary Zimbabweans. Tawanda, go ahead. Good morning. All right. I want to bring a, a different uh, angle on the crisis in Zimbabwe. Sure. Right. The problem in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe has stood up in the past two elections. And actually, it is the opposition which won. If you read Tabon Becky's autobiography, the Becky that I know, mm. he, he, he detailed what actually happened, that he assisted the present regime which had lost the last elections, which Zimbabwe and they decided no to. And, right. and the other thing is, which SADC is not uh, looking at is that uh, there is war in, 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 in Mozambique, and Renamo is fighting there on the east and uh, east of Zimbabwe. Those, those, those rebels, they are, in, they, are, they, they are recruiting Zimbabweans. 
to be part of that of that war in Moz- in Mozambique. And very soon that war will spread into southern Africa. Thank you. Tawanda, thank you very much in Kempton Park. We are discussing Zimbabwe today. Have Zimbabweans finally had enough about uh, developments there? Just want us also to look at the role of uh, uh, the opposition there. You remember in uh, 2008, they called the elections there a farce. Uh, they thought they'd won, but uh, some people thought, yes, they did win, but others said, no, they did not. Why are they not in government? Perhaps the role of uh, Joyce Mujuru going forward right now, remember she's uh, from ZANU-PF. She's formed her own uh, political party. What role will she play in stabilizing the economy of Zimbabwe? Vincent in East London, what's your view? Hi, Bongi, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Vincent. Go ahead. Good, good. Well, there's a question. The guy who asked Zimbabwe, and uh, I think the answer to that, it is obviously the Amai, the wife to the president, you know. You cannot have a 92-year-old grandfather running a country like Zimbabwe. He had enough, you know, he had his time. And coming back to the real situation now, the issue is, you know, that economy, it is that of the informal economy. So when you squeeze the only source of income of the citizens, you know, which is, you know, they were coming to South Africa to get the, the basic commodities. If you block that, obviously, the, the, the response is a resistance, you know. So I can say, you know, the citizens, they finally uh, have enough of this. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, Gladstone in Ranfontaine. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. I'm a Zimbabwean living here, I think, since uh, 91. Okay. Since 91, you've been here? Yes, I'm a Zimbabwean South African. Sure. To that effect. And uh, I tell you, the all the things that have been spoken about are very unfactual. I've been to Zimbabwe and I'm often in Zimbabwe. Things agriculture are fairly cheap in comparison. And I'm actually farming here in Transfontaine. I'm doing farming urban agriculture. Uh there are a lot of things that uh, uh if you look for instance ANC or the whole of Sadak in Africa at large are encouraging that we should be self-sustained and we should move in and take charge of our economies. And the majority of those Zimbabweans typically are suffering from colonial mentality. If you look at the advertisement and the promotion of ANC, they are advocating for opportunities for all. And DA's campaign is we create jobs and jobs and jobs alone. This plays into what the Sodwala Bay uh, guy, and there's, in fact, it then plays into what you are saying, that blacks are meant to work. And all these Zimbabweans that are here, all they are mourning for, it is that you should be allowed to work and should be allowed to import. Nothing creative beyond that. And apparently we cannot blame the Sodwala Bay uh, African guy who spoke and he was just stating, merely stating fake his also observation as I have also observed. ANC is growing very unpopular today because it is advocating that we will give you equal opportunities so that you'll be entrepreneurs. And people are saying, no, we want jobs. We want jobs. And That's it will be the cry for Africans forever. Okay, Gladstein and Renfontaine, thank you very much. I'll be reading your SMSs as well and uh, tweets 34701. Aubrey Etinaka, go ahead. Thanks, Bongi, for me personally, I think we uh, to interfere to Zimbabwe's affairs 
it's it's unfair because Zimbabweans uh, they like the way they've been treated in Zimbabwe. It's not the first time it has been for many years, and they keep on voting the same uh, uh, Mugabe, who's killing the economy of Zimbabwe. And my worry is this: that these Zimbabweans are coming to South Africa, and it affects us because we don't have resources. Now we have to share the resources that we don't have with Zimbabweans. And my appeal to, 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 to South Africa is to make sure that they block the Zimbabweans from coming to South Africa because the nightmare that they, they are experiencing currently is not going to be over any time because the First Lady is going to take over after Mugabe Tanks. Okay, Aubrey, thank you very much. And Yutanik. And Tahadzi Zinzwa, I think I got that right. Did I? Uh, in Cape Town? Taha. You didn't get it right, my friend. Taha Zinzwa, yes. That, that's yes, how it's I written here. You. How are you, my friend? <laughs> that's how it's written here. Okay, let's get it right first. Taha Zinzwa. Oh, okay. Is... It's Zinzwa. You can oh, call me in okay, okay, That is okay, what it means. Okay. So we must kill the H H A there. Okay, <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead. All right, we got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, I just want to make it uh, very short and clear. Right. You know what is going on in Zimbabwe now? Mm-hmm. It's a revolution per se. Like uh, this guy who spoke after this guy, he spoke exactly. When African countries that were colonized before want to get their independence, that is total independence. That is exactly what we'll go through. I'm telling you, South Africa will go through this very soon. Because when people are being asking for their total independence in in short, to be in charge of their resources, in charge of their land, in just those people who were colonizing these countries before, they don't want that. Mm. They want to give jobs to the people of the land, which is wrong. If you listen very well to the policies that are being uh, uh, talked about in Zimbabwe, if you listen to them and get into them deeply, they, they make sense. But that is what the colonialists don't want, just to be in short. But it's a revolt. Look at what is happening now in Botswana. They don't know how many diamonds they mine. They don't know how many gold diamonds. If it's mined from, from their country, it is being carried by a cargo to a colonialist country and being processed there. What is coming back to their, their country is just books and records to say what we took, we produced this, we produced this, we produced this. So, so we're going to give your old people blankets and food and, and grand end of the month. That, that is what the colonizers want. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, and we go to Zakes uh, still in Cape Town. Zakes, go ahead. Uh, Bongi, um, I'm really shocked by the response of the few of the callers, especially Zimbabwe that we've been calling it this morning. Mm. Bongi, they seem to be blaming everybody else but themselves. Nobody will ever fight for Zimbabwe besides Zimbabwe themselves. No war or revolution has been fought and won by cowards. What we should be seeing now, we should be seeing a stream of buses going across the Limpopo River, back to Zimbabwe, people going to liberate their own country. They should look at examples like the ANC. In South Africa today, you don't even hear about Zimbabweans organizing themselves to fight 
the Mugabe regime. Mm. It is up to each and every Zimbabweans to liberate their own country. They shouldn't wait for... They, they can't be blaming the likes of Cabo Mugabe, the likes of uh, African Union, United Nations. They must blame themselves. All right, Zakes in Cape Town, thank you very much. But also, I would like to, to, to find out from you the, the, the role of uh, the, the, the land reform program uh, that uh, started early in uh, 2000. Uh, to what extent, really, did that contribute to the, the economic situation that uh, Zimbabwe finds itself in uh, today? I mean, a farm that would produce 100%, we're told some of them are producing far less than that, 20% of production, and, and really that then uh, contributes to the economic status of uh, Zimbabwe today. What role uh, did that then uh, policy play in uh, the situation in Zimbabwe? Masabata in Rodeport. Uh, good morning, Bongi. Now, I just want to say that there shall be no change in Zimbabwe because Zimbabweans have a solution, and that solution is to cross the border and go to South Africa and tell South Africans that they are skilled and South Africans are uneducated. Therefore, they deserve to get jobs, not South Africans here in South Africa. So they have a solution, which is to jump the borders and come to South Africa and blame everybody else other than, than, than themselves for what is happening in Zimbabwe. And personally, I have respect for Zimbabweans who are in Zimbabwe fighting the system in Zimbabwe, which they say it is unjust. I have respect for them than the people who are busy calling your show and complaining about their situation in Zimbabwe. In terms of the role of land reform, objectively speaking, I think that there was nothing wrong with addressing the land question in Zimbabwe. But Zimbabwe, I think the problem they have is to commit tactical mistakes. For example, you make you know a, a drastic announcement. For example, you have not built industry, but you wake up tomorrow and ban all imports, including imports from South Africa, despite the fact that South Africa has been trying very hard to assist Zimbabwe to emerge out of the difficulties that they're going through. You make a, 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 a complete ban on imports from South Africa. They did the same with the land reform. Without creating industry and transferring the economy to indigenous Zimbabwean people, the government just announced a land reform program which became chaotic and made them vulnerable to international investment and the Europeans and Americans because they didn't have local indigenous people owning the Zimbabwean economy. They were dependent on international investors and this continues to happen because Mm. even now Zimbabweans cannot, they tell us that they are educated, they are engineers, they are teachers, but they can't practice because there is no industry, there is no manufacturing. They mine platinum and send it straight to the Europeans without any beneficiation or processing happening in Zimbabwe. Sabata, I wanted to engage you there about, uh, you know, you're saying that uh, the, the, the Zimbabweans are finding an easy way out. They just uh, jump the Bay Bridge and come to South Africa and work here. Kosatu, at some point, made, 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 uh, argued that uh, perhaps we need to unionize these, uh, the, the, the Zimbabweans who work here in South Africa, right? But you also have, uh, for instance, a restaurant that employs only Zimbabweans. I mean, you go there, it's a South African restaurant. You go there, there is no South African working there. What does that then say to uh, our economic situation here in South Africa and the level of employment or unemployment uh, in South Africa? It's something that I would like for you to uh, pause and think about as well. Uh, Mukotamai in uh, Beaufort West? Yeah, you know, my, my brother. 
Yes. Think we're right. going to say and say and say, then we can't get it to the answer. But whatever, for, for anyone to win, we have to fight. It's going to be a bloodshed. That is the fighting. No matter whatever fight, but it's a bloodshed so that we can win. But here, when, they, when it was a problem of Tswane, there was a bloodshed and people dying. So we have to die for it. So if we say we need some guns or to organize guns, are we wrong again? If we say we need guns, because fighting it means uh, maybe with weapons or no matter, we don't have weapons. I don't know. Am I wrong if I say we have to fight with weapons? But why, why do you want to go that route, though? Ah, uh, because we we, we we tried the other way. We are feeling. We tried this way. We are feeling. So point A, you fail. We go to point B. Am I wrong? Went to point B. I'm just trying to understand fighting. So, so what needs? What are you fighting for to 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 implement changes there to force changes yes, to change yes, the regime? We, because then they, they, there's ballot also that that you can yeah, utilize. That ballot is being. Uh, they are frauding the ballot. They are rigging. So where can we go? All right. Mukotamai uh, in Beaufort West. Uh, Gavin is uh, in East London. Gavin? Hello, hi, Gavin. How are you? Go ahead, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, you were asking about the issue of the, the land reform. Yes, and uh, to what extent did it contribute to the current economic uh, crisis, as it were, in, in Zimbabwe? Well, there's something that people don't really talk about. Yeah. Because started from the, the Lancaster House where the British, um, yes. yes there was a clause there which which allowed for uh, to have 20% of the whites in the parliament and it elapsed in 2000 so the moment that thing started that's when everything started to to dishevel. and then in regards to in regards to to cash Cash, cash, cash-trapped economy and all of those things. Zimbabwe currently doesn't have uh, no super funds. Zimbabwe doesn't. They don't have. They don't have, have no super accounts. Okay. Which they can use to pay for their imports and exports. Absa and NetBank and Standard Bank they used to host the Zimbabwe no super accounts, but they closed them in 2014. And then um, there is only one one bank which has been supplying cash into the Zimbabwe economy since 2009, which is called the Commerce Bank. People can check that. And uh, it was left with 2.5 billion fine from America for supplying money to the economy. So currently, there's no money supplying the economy. Okay, Gavin, thank you very much. Precious in Rodeport, what's your point of view? Good morning. Okay, all I want to say is it's not... The, the problem why we're having this economic instability is because of the way they took all the land from the farmers. Because the Marble only had farming, okay, only had agriculture, you know, as its main economy supply. So when you cut that out, what do you expect of the country, you know? And those people, the ZPF people and the, the, the government officials, they are so much greedy to an extent that they won't even allow a a simple person to go and buy whatever they want to buy from either South Africa or wherever Mozambique. How much does it cost? Just it won't even okay. It won't even have two thousand to eat, two thousand dollars to eat. But they have to stop that, knowing knowingly that people are surviving from it. You know, mm. they are being selfish and too greedy. I just, I just pray that people will continue this uprising until they get the point that we are fed up. We are fed up of this brutality and uh, human rights abuse. What are you going to do about it? hmm? What are you going to do about it if you say you're fed up then? 
people must just continue. I wish I was back home. I would be in forefront of these uprising movements. I am fully support of them because they don't understand. You know, it's time the Bambas give up this too much reasoning capacity. It does not work. It's not going to change because at the same time, people are dying. People are suffering of hunger. Okay. You Thank know, you very much, uh, Precious, in, in, in Rodeport. Uh, I'm told that, uh, you know, known or registered Zimbabweans here in South Africa, we just about uh, 3 million. Uh, how many are known? But also Zimbabweans scattered uh, all over the world. It's quite a lot of them in uh, the United Kingdom as well. Uh, so if you take away 10 plus 10 million people away of the country, out of the country, so how many people are left in, in the country? Educated people, uh, there is. Ten minutes to nine, we go to Tando in East London. Go ahead, Tando. It's interesting that you observe that in some restaurants you'll find only Zimbabweans employed. It's because the Rhodesians who actually fled Mugabe, they are the ones who are employing the Zimbabweans. Mm. Coming on to the land issue, uh, Mugabe uh, actually, you know, was dead set on messing up the economy because he had to pay pay the, the land the, the, the fighters, or what do you call them, the uh, uh, what do you call them, freedom fighters. Yes. You know, when he went to 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 uh, DRC to occupy the mines there, he was actually trying to get money to pay them. But of course, you know what happened to the DRC, and uh, and you know who's in charge of. Uh, they said no, so they got him out. So he had to pay the the, the, the veterans. So that's what it did to the land, and that's, that's, that's a chaos that will ensue for a long time until, I mean, people in charge, Sadak and, and Zimbabwe is not isolated. They, 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 all the leaders in Southern Africa, even in Africa, have to come to board and say, hey, this cannot go on for, for, for I mean, because it's going to happen in South Africa too. If we let it happen like this, South Africa is going to be affected, and uh, we're going to find ourselves uh, fleeing also. Where are we going to flee to? Mm. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Tando, in uh, East London. Anonymous in Cape Town? Hello? Hi, Anonymous. Go ahead. Okay. I'm calling from uh, Cape Town. Sure. I just wanted to contribute a bit also. Being a Zimbabwean, we have run away from his country. One, first, I just want to pledge uh, allegiance and solidarity with the fellow Zimbabweans back at home. But I don't think violence is the way to go because destroying only the few infrastructure that is left and destroying it will only hurt us. It's like shooting ourselves in the leg. But I think the government of Zimbabwe, people of Zimbabwe have been very peaceful and it's known all over the world. And they've tried to do that for a long time. But the Zimbabwean government has continued to undermine the people. That's why we are also here. And being here is not by choice, but I think we have been a little bit cowardish and just ran away from our problems. So the people back in Zimbabwe who are on the ground are the people that we should salute. And most of the guys who are here complaining and saying that uh, the land reform and like another guy who said I'm farming here and he has been here since 1991. Why are you farming in South Africa since 1991 and not farming back in your country? It okay. is so good. All right, so you just... can't support the Zimbabwean government for farming when he's in South Africa since 1991. 
Exactly. Uh, Major General uh, Elias Chinemo, thank you very much. Uh, well, I'm reading your tweets now. Uh, well, the Zimbabwean police are there to oppress and uh, brutally attack the citizens, not to protect them. Uh, that's uh, Major General there is, uh, tweeting to us. And uh, Chris Maxson on Twitter, Zimbabweans take charge of your destination. This can't be achieved by creating an implosion, but through democratic activism, says Chris Maxson. They're very active on Twitter, Chris. And um, Black Dog says, uh, we don't keep voting uh, Mugabe as Zimbabweans. Bob keeps rigging the elections. Isaac says, Zimbabweans must know that uh, nobody is going to give them freedom. They have to fight hard to take their freedom back. Connie says, hopefully EFF will learn from Mugabe and be realistic with their promises to people of South Africa. Smanga on Twitter says, Viva people of Zimbabwe, the time is now. Mugabe must go. South Africans should help the Zimbabweans to overthrow Mugabe's repressive regime. If we don't, if we don't history will judge us so accused, or co-accused rather. Nicholas says, when we tell people Zims we don't have freedom to speak against Mugabe evil, South Africans say we lie. Musa uh, on Twitter saying elections are always rigged in Zimbabwe and the secret agency has a successful way of uh, instilling fear in the masses. Quickly, SMSs, Zim, we did it with uh, Ian Smith. Why can't we do it with Chongwe? That's uh, Sekuruko Mshakeng. Uh, those callers are state agents. The callers supporting the regime, it's unsigned. I don't justify the war in Syria, but I think Zim must be invaded more sooner. Uh, it's unsigned that. Another one uh, says Glend- uh, Gladstone must just go and farm in Zim, not uh, his uh, shallow utterance there. Two more. Ozi says, uh, this guy from Zimbabwe since 91 farming in South Africa. How did you get land in South Africa before our black people can? And... Uh, uh, this one, the last one says, why is it? Uh, why is the blame for Zimbabwean's failures always on the government? Is uh, Britain a friend of Zimbabwe? Is the UN or African friends? This clearly on these points. Okay, sun signed. Five more minutes to go. Tomondo in Cape Town. Hello, my man. Hello, sir. You know what? This thing of land, you can't be given land without even anything to play in. You don't have oxen, don't have tractor, don't have seeds, don't have anything. Then just give it less. Mm. The government must also provide you with something like financial, so that you must have to buy seeds, fertilizer, or something like that. If you are given only land, what can you plant in the land? You can't plow like 10 hectares of acres with oxen, don't tractor, you don't have any power, you're only two families. Thank you very much, Tom and Joseph in Cape Town. Hi, hi. Good morning. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've got very three three important points. Go, the go first for one it. Is the land, yeah, the first one is the land issue. Uh, you know, I, I was working in Zimbabwe as an agriculturalist, and uh, the thing is, the land reform was done prematurely. Mm. Yeah, this happened because the PF wanted to gain votes. Remember, it was done prior to 2000, mm. and there was a refer- and there was a referendum because they wanted to take all, all the land and with, and without any payment to the farmers. Yes. So when the referendum failed, that's when they included the farm the farms because they wanted to gain votes in the, in the upcoming uh, elections. So you see, the way it was done, it wasn't done in a systematic way, whereby you give land to the people who are knowledgeable, the people who have got the resources. And the government didn't have the money to support the farmers. 
Mm. Now, when you go to Zimbabwe, all the farms that were, were producing uh, good maize, uh, all the cereals, and remember, Zimbabwe was one of the most producing countries in terms of agriculture, or the breadbasket of Africa. So the land reform was, wasn't done properly. And secondly, it, it, uh, it is time for Mugabe to go, and, and we respect him for what he did, and I know why he's afraid, because him and his caddies, they performed a lot of evil things. And, and now they are scared to leave their, 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 their position because of the jail or whatever. So I'm appealing to the international community that David Mugabe step down and all his sins are forgiven. And then you shall see you step down. Thank you very much uh, uh, there. Uh, it's interesting, really, if you look back to the is- issue of uh, Lancaster House uh, agreement there, you know, following the Chogam uh, meeting in Lusaka. What was agreed there with uh, with the British? Uh, and President Mugabe has been raising this issue quite sharply. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it, it will change anything, but perhaps uh, it, it should have been uh, stuck to somewhat so that... Uh, uh, you know what we see today perhaps would have would have been a different outcome altogether uh, altogether uh, this one is fablian is it fablian fabian fabian Fa- fabian fabian thank you very much in bramfontein fabian go ahead fab uh, i think there is a, there are quite some interesting things one is that as zimbabweans we are starting to to take the way forward to organize ourselves and i think what is happening home shows that something is happening of course, we are very, we are facing a very difficult situation because our leadership is so greedy. Many things are not, uh, are not going well because leaders are so greedy. But it is true that when the situation is so difficult, some people will not find ways to be, to, to, to resist. They will run away. And that is a, that is a fact. But at the same time, it does not mean that when you run away, you, 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 you abandon your home. We are trying our best. We are trying to organize ourselves. And I think it is important that we learn to organize ourselves. And South African organizations must help us to learn that art. Because sometimes we are caught in a situation where we don't have the right art to organize ourselves. Okay, Fabian. In Bramfontein, just next door from where we are. Thank you very much. And that does it for today's edition of uh, AM Live and, of course, the Forum at 8. Thank you very much for tuning in.